Hello, and welcome to the Average Golf Society podcast. It's the podcast for all you hackers, you shankers, you bandits, anyone that flies the ball off from the tee and into the woods, and then next shot goes into a pond, shot after that goes, I don't know, into the bank of the pond, then into a bunker, and then you end up walking off that par four with a six or a seven. That's the usual sort of standard of golf that we're used to on this podcast, certainly from me and Warren anyway. Um, you might be wondering why it's just me talking so far. Uh, that's because Warren isn't here um, for just for this intro bit. Um, unfortunately, our timelines didn't sort of cross paths this week, so we're unable to do anything together. Um, but if Warren was here, he's so predictable, I know exactly what he'd ask me. He needs a new standard question, I think, for the, for the opening of this podcast. If he was here, he'd be saying, So, Rob, have you played any golf this week? To which I would respond in my usual way, no. Uh, sorry, Warren, I have not played golf. I did go to the driving range. Um, I only hit a few balls because I went with a couple of mates and we ended up having a couple of beers and um, it wasn't really much of a practice session, more of just a bit of chit-chat and a few balls here and there, um, which is fun to do sometimes, you know, keeps you, keeps you back into it, but I'm not sure you actually, um, you actually get much out of it. So, as Warren's not here, I'm not going to chat too much, because um, you're in for an absolute treat this week. Um, Warren's managed to track down um, a golf rules genius, um, and this guy, I've already listened to Warren's um, chat with him. Um, it's just Warren talking to him, but um, it is one of the most interesting conversations about golf we've ever listened to, I think. So, um, so yeah, enjoy. So, this week... We are joined by, on Instagram, he goes by golfrules underscore questions, but his name is actually Blakey. How are you doing, buddy? I'm going really well, Warren. I'm going really well. It's, uh, it's a bit cold and, and uh, early morning here in Melbourne, but uh, no, it's, I'm going really well. You're, yeah, it's, you're like the second international guest we've had on the podcast as well, so it's even better. Oh, mate. Uh, where, was, where was the first one from? Uh, we had Patrick Koenig from America. Oh, nice. Um, he's a well nice. He's a good guy as well. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, right, it's, right. Even, it's even good to hear from, you can tell us all about the golf scene in Australia as well, which would be awesome. So, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Before we get into that, mate, um, first question I ask every guest is, how did you get into golf? Uh, I don't know how everyone else has answered, but uh, for me, it's been uh, my parents. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and when you see um, youngsters around, it's usually it's usually their parents. I mean, with mm-hmm. the Tiger Woods phenomenon, um, that certainly helped in the two thousands. But uh, for me, both my parents played, so um, both sporty people, and and both decided to take up golf, and then they got me into it. So uh, I was oh, sort nice. of a a smaller smaller chap back in the day. So um, you know non-contact sports I had to give up rugby when I was about 14 um, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah golf was uh, better suited to to my ability oh that's nice that both your parents play who did you yeah. prefer going out with your mum or your dad uh, well my, my <laughs> probably my dad my mum talks too much um, <laughs> yeah oh. my, my dad's really quiet and reserved and sort of just goes about it yeah. Um, uh, whereas my mum sort of, my mum will talk during her backswing. It's hilarious. Like you could never, really? I don't think you could. 
yeah i don't think you could ever put my mom off golf she she like she would put herself off but you could actually you could have a party beside her and she wouldn't even know what was going on she'd be in her own world it's amazing all right so all of these people that you see um like on tour that like have people talking in their backswing or cameras going off she wouldn't she wouldn't give a shit about that then Nah, she she'd probably enjoy it. She'd probably be like Happy Gilmore, you know. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Thra- fantastic! Throwing the arms up, saying "Make more noise," you know. Yeah. No. Awesome. Whereas my dad, my dad would be the opposite. He'd he'd think you know everything that would uh, it, not that he'd stop himself, but if the you know if a a bee landed on a on a leaf, he'd sort of he'd almost um, hear that. Nice. So, that's um, that's from one extreme to the other. That's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I've got my brother who's just sort of got into golf in the last ten years, mm-hmm. and uh, he he just can't quite ex- accept the concept of golf. Um, he's like the opposite of me. He won't play by the rules. He'll he'll just uh, he'll cheat and he'll try and hit the ball too hard. And it's pretty funny watching him, but. It's, it can be quite <laughs> can be quite awkward at stages. Well, I've got to say, mate, you your family sounds like quite the four ball. If I'm being honest with you. Yeah, it, to, to be honest, <laughs> we 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 don't play we don't play together that often, as in never. <laughs> awesome, mate. So, um, are, are you a member of any golf clubs in Melbourne then, or do you just sort of go around different courses? Yeah, so. I am a member of a really small club in um, just outside of Melbourne called uh, Berrigara Golf Club. Yeah. Bit of an interesting name, that, Berrigara. Um, yeah. We've got, I think we've got about 46 members, um, of which about 18 play on a Saturday. Uh, okay. I don't, get down, I don't get down there that often, probably playing uh, probably six times a year. I mainly join them... Um, one of my one of my friends uh, is a member down there, uh, mm-hmm. so I join them for that for that, and also get to play pennant, so um, you okay. know, club club competition match play, and I just love match play a lot more than stroke Cheap. play. So, what was that? Uh, you just you know with match play you can have a really terrible hole, and that's it. You go to the next mm-hmm. hole, it's 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 all over. You know you lost that hole, or or I've, you know, I've won a hole with an eight before, so you just you're just never out of it, you know. With an um, eight, Matt, Matt, yeah, yeah. I think uh, wow. I think he, he put a couple out of bounds, and then I, I um, just had like a couple in the bunker or something. It was, it was, and then like a four part, and I still I was just tap tap tapping it in to win the hole, sort of thing. So, oh, okay. it, you know. Match match play is just it's the best. Yeah, I I, I call it like match play to be honest with you. Like me and um in the summer when I play with down Tim of our local nine hole. So we'll do nine holes of stroke play, just messing about. But then yep. like we'll play match play. If there's eight if there's four of us we'll play pairs. Um and that's yep. really I really I much prefer that because that's proper I think it's more competitive as well. That's right. I and, think and I, I prefer that. You know, like someone who's sort of an inconsistent golfer can sort of have nine pars and nine doubles. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really interesting to watch them and their competitive spirit comes out and, you know, the, the putts mean more and then someone sort of hits a, an eight-foot or three-foot pass and, oh, you know, there's still a lot of – there's all the comments. There's still a lot of golf yeah. left in that one. And, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most – like most people in Australia – We'll play stroke play every day. Like we have competitions. Every golf club will have three golf, uh, three competitions a week. Mm-hmm. Some some clubs will have almost seven competition days. Right. Okay. right. But in the in the in the group that you're in, you also mm-hmm. play this little match play. This little um, hat we call a haggle. I think that's a Scottish term. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we we play this little haggle, and so it's you know it's for whoever um, whoever wins uh, or the losers buy the beer or um, some clubs they sell discs, so right. um, the disc is like a lottery, and so the loser has to buy the disc for the for the winners. Uh, oh, it's, okay. it's an interesting Yeah, it's an interesting little sort of side bet thing there going there. So yeah, no, it's I pretty cool. Sounds like that. Yeah, so I've quite, you know, I've quite a lot of interesting fact about your yeah that. Oh, sorry, man, carry on. I'm sorry, no, no, you carry on, man. No, no, but absolutely, butt in because uh, you know uh, it's it's there's a conversation. I was just, just going to say like, um, well, I was going to say, so you, if you do that at your club, so you've only got forty six members, um, and you're planning that, that's a well good. Everybody must be well competitive with each other. That's really good. Nice. I like the sound of that. We, you know, we're Australian. We're we're com- very competitive, very competitive. Oh yeah, so, I think the English know that better than most. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> any yeah. sport. That's that, that's right. You know, we, you guys sent us over here on a boat, and we've just been practicing cricket the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. So, um, what is the golfing scene like in Australia? Yeah, it's 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 going really well, you know. Yeah. Um, golf is golf is still um, relatively known as um, a well-off or richer person's sport, but okay. really, that's that's not so much the case in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. Even though the perception is still there that it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, you you know, a, a junior can go and join a club. Well, they don't even have to join a club. You know, you can go and get a pair, of, uh, a set of cheap golf clubs for two hundred bucks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, get some golf shoes um, and go and play at a public course for twenty bucks. So, you know, probably you probably need about a dozen balls. So, probably all up to start golf, you need about three hundred bucks to go and play. Uh, but once you once you've got the clubs, you know you can play, pay uh, twenty bucks every week, and and that's that's your game. Whereas, I guess if you play soccer, uh, yeah. soccer here, football there, um, yeah. then you know you got to you got to buy your boots, a shirt, maybe, and and then join a club. Probably a bit cheaper, but you still got to find uh, twenty one other people to play with in an umpire, uh, referee. Yeah. Sorry. So agreed, yeah. with golf. You know, there's that solo thing of you can just go and play by yourself, and you can always, you know, try and beat your personal best. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's really not, it's 
that's a perception. I mean, yachting, horse racing, that they're expensive sports. Golf really isn't that expensive. Mm. I think that in the UK, I think the perception of um, golf being a well, I think there still is that tiny bit of perception, but yeah, it's becoming more and more like people starting to realise you can actually do it for quite cheap. Um, yeah, like. Second-hand clubs don't cost hardly anything. If you look on eBay or other right. selling sites, you pick up a set of clubs for like twenty quid, like uh, yeah, even on. less than that. You know, um, it doesn't matter how and like everybody's got to start somewhere as well. So like, some people walk onto a course expecting to be like wanting to knock it about like Tiger Woods, but don't realise yeah. like how how much practice you have to put into doing that. Um, That's but, that's right, Warren. That's probably the, the probably the costly thing is time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is though. It's definitely because I mean I'm having lessons at the moment. Um, don't get me wrong. Is like you know if you want to improve your game, you've got to have some lessons. You know, but yeah, fine. And I think when you have like if you like golf, like say if you bought a set of clubs, um, if you liked it, you know, after a few rounds. Have a couple of lessons and then get into it. But then you're, but then you're totally right there. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you're a hacker either. If you, as long as you're enjoying yourself wandering around a golf course, and you spent, like you say, like your two hundred bucks on a set of golf on a set of golf clubs, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, that's right. That's right. I, I mean, the, yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing about golf. You get outside. You. You can sort of go at your own pace. I mean, don't hold up anyone behind you, but there's so many golf clubs out there. You don't have to go and play at the at the Royals. You know, there's nine hole golf courses out there that it's just it's just simple, pure golf and mm-hmm. you could get bad lies, you could get good lies and you just enjoy the whole the whole experience. Yeah, definitely. In, I think what definitely. what we see on Instagram yeah, what what we see on Instagram is, you know, or it's, you know, apart from the ones that sort of funny videos, um, everyone tries mm-hmm. to post the, you know, the perfect golf courses or the um, perfect views and stuff. Some golf courses aren't aren't like that at all, and no. it's still golf, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, where me and where we play, like it's a nine hole course. Don't have to wear. Smart clothes, just go on t-shirt, jeans. Don't even have to have golf shoes. Just you know, the only yep. thing they ask is don't take your shirt off, don't wear a vest. That's the only thing they ask. Um, <laughs> don't, don't wear a vest. We live in England, mate. You know, it's not very What's often you get it? to have a, a vest off. I don't know. I don't know. But just, well, on the wall, realize, just don't wear a vest. I didn't realise wearing a vest was. Uh... <laughs> such a bad thing obviously where we live in England they might be a bit intimidated by some people's guns I don't know mate but that's, um, <laughs> <laughs> it is one of them things really isn't it so maybe they think you're a football hooligan or something oh yeah because they do speak like well to do so they put oh no look at that ruffian with his vest you can't let him go play golf no don't let him play um (laughs) let's not tar everybody with the same brush though because they might not be like that but there you go Um, absolutely so so golf in australia is pretty good so would you say it's getting a bit more up and coming then 
or, or not? Uh, it's it, yeah, it is slowly. It's uh, yeah. you know, um, from what I've heard, we've recorded more rounds on our handicap system than ever before, and that keeps continuing to increase. Now, mm-hmm. you could look at that and say, well, there's a few reasons for that. One of them could mm-hmm. be that baby baby boomer baby boomers are uh, starting to retire and play a bit more. And mm-hmm. you know what happens when they leave? What's what's uh, the future of the golf clubs after that? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, golfers, as we just talked about, looking a bit more attractive for for people. And you know, they say that time is a factor when it comes to golf. Uh, but the the relative um, economics of it, you know, you go out there, you're going out there for a walk in the park. Um, you just happen to having to take some balls and clubs and enjoying the, the nature of the, you know, it's, it's not often you can go and play other sports that are walking around acres of bushland and parkland and water. So, you know, it's, it's a pretty good sport like that. Um, and then you've got on the other side of it, you've got, you know, all these professionals and these professional tours that are promoting the game and, and people are seeing that and going, well, you know, it's not as it's not as rough as rugby. Um, yeah. You can play by yourself, unlike cricket or football. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, so golf. Golf is looking attractive. It's just probably that initial perception of how costly it is. But yeah, golf's going pretty well. I mean, we had um, we had a couple of winners last week um, from Australia on I, the PGA. And the, I was uh, going to mention about old Cameron Smith winning like, and yeah. stuff like that. The pros, yes, then, that's uh, great. And then, does Wade Ormsby won in Asia as well? That's, that's right. No, Wade Ormsby's a great guy. So um, yeah. that was really, you know, he's a journeyman pro. So it was really great, really great to see him um, achieve that success. So uh, yeah, so we've got a, we've got some really good players down under, um, some girl player, woman players as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's going going pretty good down here. Do you think if you had like an equivalent to Tiger Woods, do you think that'd boost your game in Australia as well, or not? Uh, yes, I mean if you, it, Tiger Woods is worldwide, uh, mm-hmm. so it, like we we saw um, what that did to the game of golf in Australia when he initially came on. Um, mm-hmm. We had. We had sort of Greg Norman before that. Yeah, Greg Norman, yeah. And then when sort of Greg Norman was getting to his peak um, and and going down the other side, Tiger Woods came along and, you know, he's just a phenomenon. And even at the the President's Cup a month ago, um, he was a massive draw card, massive draw card. You know, he's – he probably – he was the oldest uh, in the teams and he was still – I. He was a, from, fantastic to watch. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, most people just wanted to come and see Tiger. There's, there's mm-hmm. 24 players and he, he was the main reason that they wanted to, to come and watch. Did you go? Yes. Yeah, I was actually, um, I worked the event on the weekend. So You worked there? Um, what, what were you doing there? Uh, so I refereed at the Junior President's Cup on the Sunday, Monday. Okay. And then, and then I uh, was observer for one of the referees on the Saturday 
with the Adam Scott, Hideki, uh, Matsuyama Fogel. No way. Yeah. And then I was observer for the Tiger Woods Abraham Answer group on the Sunday. What? So, yeah. So that was pretty cool. So, so when you say observer, what's that then? Well, it's, it's like an apprentice referee. So okay. uh, the referee with, with match play, these kind of big matches, um, and this happens in the Ryder Cup as well, mm-hmm. you'll, have, um, you'll have the referee walking alongside the um, players, and if there's any you know, instances, they'll, um, they'll talk to the players or you know, the players will ask okay. the referee questions, but the, the observer goes forward and sees where all the balls are landing. Okay. And so if the balls land in, um, you know, in a spot, I'll radio back and say, oh, um, you might have a bit of difficulty here. It looks like rule, blah, blah, blah. And so, I'd, uh, yeah, so had a, we had a couple of rulings that we uh, we did for the players. Um, okay. One of them was on the ninth hole at Royal Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger Woods's tee shot hit Abraham Answers ball. Right, okay. Um, that was in the middle of the fairway, so we just had to go over and say, oh, this is where your ball was. And, you know, last, oh, two years ago, if we didn't, if we didn't know where it was, um, you'd drop the ball, whereas the change in the rules last year was you just estimate where it, um, you think it was and place it there. So uh, okay. a lot easier, a lot simpler um, to, to uh, perform for the procedure for that rule so that was really easy what an experience that is mate that's amazing yes yeah and, and the, the awesome thing was that i uh i ran onto the green after they, they finished the round and shook tiger woods's hand so that was pretty cool oh mate what a surreal moment that was yeah it was it was really cool it was, uh, probably the coolest thing was uh, a few few of the uh, instagram followers saw that and um um, you know, they took a screenshot of the TV and posted it, to, uh, sent it to me. So that was pretty funny. Oh, mate, that's that's awesome, though, man. That's awesome. Yeah, no. Is so that... Just what, watching him play, um, you know, Abraham Ant is a good player as well, but just watching Tiger play, just, yeah, it was, it was awesome to watch. Oh, awesome. Didn't Abraham Ant, didn't he finish quite high up in this week's PGA? Uh, yes, he, he did. Yeah. He did, didn't he? Yeah, I thought so. I think, did he finish fifth or something? <laughs> something like that didn't he he played quite well yeah yeah I saw that on his Instagram he, as well. seems, to be a, he seems to be a good up and coming player as well he's a he's a lovely guy very yeah. nice guy he won our Australian Open in 2018 did he uh, at the Lakes yeah he won it and then obviously had a pretty good year on the PGA Tour last year mm-hmm. I hope it all goes well for him and like um, and stuff like that so it's good, like, because obviously most people are like Greg Norman and Jason Day, but people don't realise like so you've got like Leishman and, and Answer as well. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Cameron, I love Cameron Smith as well, man. I think he's, a, I rated him as a golfer for a long while. And um, yeah, he's, I think he's, he's deserved of more PGA titles as well, to be honest with you. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, that was his, technically it was his second, but it was his first solo win. Um, yeah, he he's been up and you know he's been up there. Um, mm. So you know the guys that sort of seem to be able to 
stay up there and keep their cards. They seem to have really good short games. So, yeah, you know, as long as you can sort of make up and downs from anywhere. Uh, and he's pretty he's pretty good from the sand, I see. Mm. Yeah, really good. So, obviously, you are at the President's Cup as an observer, it, and you want is that something you want to go into as being a proper official referee in something like that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, working on sort of becoming a tour referee if uh, if the opportunity pops up, uh, that's definitely something I'm interested in doing. Yeah, yeah, I got a really good opportunity um, last year. I worked on a, uh, on the European tour for a month. Did you? The, yeah. I was at Wentworth uh, and then what's after? Uh, St Andrews, the Dunhill Links. Uh, yeah, Dunhill. Dunhill oh, so you, so you had the best weather then from the Dunhill Links. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot better than the year before, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, like and year then, before was horrid. And then, and then, luckily, I went, got to go to Spain, uh, Madrid, uh, the Spanish Open in Madrid. The weather with there was amazing, and then uh, finished off with the Italian Open and, and flew home after that. So, so what were, were you was, observer for them as well, then, mate, or were you uh, like, just refereeing? Uh, I was refereeing. So because it was stroke play tournaments, um, it's it's more you sit in a cart, you sit in a golf mm-hmm. cart, and you're out the golf course and if anyone needs your help um you know you get radioed in or mainly you're just doing pace of play so you're just telling people to hurry up and putting them on the clock and stuff like that right i'm glad you mentioned slow play because i can now talk about what your instagram is about so if you'd like to if you'd like to explain to uh, our listeners what you do on instagram it would be rather than me tell people i'd bet if you say yeah, fair enough. So it was it was really funny. Uh, it's almost come up five years since I've been on Instagram uh, this, okay. with this account. And I initially started, um, I don't know, I just because you know, obviously I have this passion for the rules of golf and work in the industry in this capacity. And I thought, oh, there's nothing on Instagram. You know, I was seeing all these <coughs> other little sort of accounts and I thought, oh, I'll just do it as a hobby. I'll just start asking people if they know the rules of golf. Because I think I'd seen golf gods um, and, you know, they posted some videos and, and people were asking what the ruling is. And so I'd mm-hmm. sort of make a comment. And I thought, oh, I could, I could just do this, you know, just as a bit of a fun side project. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it, initially it just, it wasn't getting any traction. I didn't really expect anything from it. Um because I was posting in text. It was just like a text box and it just mm-hmm. had a question. And then down in the caption, I had the answer. And then um, I, I thought, oh, there's not enough video and photos to just post. And and that was sort of blind, you know, a bit ignorant of me. I, I started finding more videos and more photos. And then after about six months, I started putting these videos up and then you know posting the question and answer down below mm-hmm. and i was he and then people would just keep sending you more and more and more and you'd find more from 20 years ago and 15 years ago and whatever it was so basically on instagram yeah i just try and educate people on the rules of golf and it's amazing uh it still amazes me how little people know and that, that's one of the things about golf is you, you referee yourself. 
So you're supposed to know the rules of golf, but mm-hmm. they're, they're not easy. Um, you know, it's not like a, a football field, which is a certain dimension. You've got a goal at one end or at, at either end, you've got a goal and mm-hmm. it's a flat field just on grass, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a golf course has all these different areas. You know, there's areas of water that should be there and areas of water that shouldn't be there. There's grass cut to four millimetres. There's grass cut to uh, 10 millimetres. There's grass cut to uh, 100 millimetres. There's buildings. There's buildings in or on the golf course. Uh, There's trees that should be there. There's trees that... They, the golf, the, the superintendent wants to look after. There's trees that he doesn't care about. There's rocks there. There's sand that they've put there. There's sand that just was there. I mean, there's so <laughs> many different. That's yeah. So there's so many different things about on a golf course that, are unlike any other sport, maybe cross country running or something like that, but um, that. You know, you have to. They have to try and think of all these different things. Like, you know, a, an animal like a rat. If it's alive, it's an outside influence. If it's dead, it's a loose impediment. Mm-hmm. Um, sna- a snake, a snake, a dead snake's a loose impediment. Uh, a live one is um, an outside influence, but it also could be a dangerous animal condition. Depends well, okay. if it's poisonous or not. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell, man. Um, you gotta go. You gotta go up and ask the snake. Are you poisonous? All right, mate. Are you poisonous? Yeah, just just stay away from the <laughs> mate. I, I can't move you, mate. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, because I'll, I'll be honest, like I followed you for a long while on my personal account, and yeah, um, and on the golf since we started our golf and um, the podcast account as well. But I'll, I'll be honest, like me and Rob play in a society where we've had things happen. And I've purposely gone through your page to see if I can find anything like it. And I've yep. taken the next to our next society game to show people, look, this is actually <laughs> what you do. Or this guy, look, if you read it, this is what happened. It's kind of similar. And then I've seen you explain like that as well. Um, yeah, good. Good. And I've actually learned a lot from your your page and your videos and, and stuff like that that's as awesome. well. Like rules that I didn't know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's exactly what I sort of set out to achieve. I mean, it was just a little drop in the ocean saying, uh, if anyone cares, <coughs> here's some resources and some actual footage and some actual um, evidence of, of what to do. And, you know, that there's some on there that I, even I look at and go, oh, you could so slightly go either way with that one. But um, mm-hmm. I've... The, the coolest thing for me is I've learned so much. I yeah. just, you know, get all, I get all these stupid questions and I love them. You know, right. the, the, some of the questions like, oh, this is wrong, or, uh, or the comments like, oh, the answer is this. I'm like, no, the answer is in the caption, but okay, thanks, mate. <laughs> but, but, if they, <laughs> but if they actually, um, you know, ask a stupid question i i don't care if they ask a stupid question because okay some you just never know if it's going to be a stupid question or not does that make sense like yeah it does no no it's terrible that's that's so dumb but but then it's like oh well actually actually that could kind of semi 
you know, happen. I mean, yeah. one of the worst, one of the worst questions I ever got was, um, this guy said, oh, I did it. It was just a, it was just a basic ruling, you know, in a bunker or in a mm-hmm. trees or something. And then he goes, yeah, but what if there was a fire and the, and the whole golf course had to be evacuated and, um, you know, and he didn't, he didn't know where the ball, you know, the whole golf course burnt and he right. didn't know where, where the spot where he was sp- supposed to replace his ball was. Is he going to get penalised? <laughs> and I replied and said, mate, if there's a fire and the whole golf course is burnt, I don't think that replacing your ball was the, I don't <laughs> the right on your mind. You know, that's not you're not thinking about golf then you're thinking about safety of your own person but uh but thanks thanks for that <laughs> so, one, one of the one of the best questions i got sorry Warren. one of the best questions i got was with the changes last year one guy said mm-hmm. oh now that i can leave the flag stick in can i take my own flag stick with me what so he wants to put a flag stick in his bag that he knows is better for the ball to hit and stay in the hole. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. That was that a, as a legit said. question. That was a legit question. <coughs> oh my word. Oh, I've always remembered that one. That was one of the best questions I've ever got. Question is, um, like what is, What's one of the funniest things you've had? That's a quite a funny one. Yeah, that that was one of the best. I, I mean, I've had some really good ones, but that that was definitely one of my best. So, um, what's, like what's one of the most bizarre that... rule? What's one of the most bizarre rules you've had to explain then? Um, that one today that I posted was quite interesting because uh, you know whether the player caused the ball to move or didn't right. cause the ball to move has two um, totally different outcomes, basically. If you cause the ball to move and it's a one-shot penalty, you put the ball back, which is what he did, okay, that's fine. But if he didn't cause the ball to move, which is um, the whole not causing the ball to move is really Mm -hmm. um, swung into the, uh, oh, yeah, there's there's, uh, less likelihood that he did cause the ball to move. Yeah, it used to be that if it moved, it was deemed that you caused it to move. Basically, if you're anywhere in the vicinity of the ball, that's totally changed. It's gone less now. So mm-hmm. you you have to actually have 95, at least 95% sort of virtual certainty is the term, but at least 95% proof that you caused it to move. Um, and if you don't have that, then you didn't cause it to move. So it's totally sort of swung around. So mm-hmm. then the fact that if he if he actually didn't cause it to move, and then he's it's moving. He's stopped it while it's in play. Uh, then he gets a penalty, and then he has to work out where it would have come to rest. And he didn't. He put it back to the old spot, so he gets another penalty. And then he ends up with four shot penalty. That's that's a tricky one to try and explain. Uh, yeah. That, wow. My head's a bit fried just thinking about that. Actually, I was just sort of like, like you, oh, just Warren, tone up in my head, sort of thing at the same time. <laughs> Have you do you have you played at a course that has that local rule for um, alternate to stroke and distance? Where if you if you lose your ball 
you know, say 200 metres off the tee, you lose your ball, you're down there looking for it, you lose it, and you can just drop a ball for two-shot penalty. Do you have, or have you ever played that one? No. Okay, so that's... That's, uh, that's a really good one. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. Okay, the important thing here is it's not a rule of golf. Is that it's just a local, local rule? Yeah, it's a local rule that a committee can bring in. And a lot, a lot of clubs in the, in the States have brought it in. Right, okay. in, in Australia, I'd say we'd be about 40%. Okay. So not too many, not too many. And then, you know, a, a ton of clubs, you know, just don't want it. They, they just think it's too ambiguous and there's too much. You know, the, the amateur golfer thinks that he hits the ball 250 metres. Mm-hmm. So he's always looking around 250 metres and it's like, well, no, mate, you, you can hit it 220 downwind on a good day. So if you've, yeah. if you've snapped it into the trees, you probably should be looking at about 110 off the tee. Yeah, so, that's, that's really so good. Then, I like that local rule. It sounds good. Right, so, so you work out, and, and there's more to it, but you sort of work out where you lost your ball and then you get to drop um, – Within and you get to drop anywhere sort of in that area back from that position, and it's a two-shot oh, okay. penalty. And you can even drop in the fairway up to two club links into the fairway. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's there's a YouTube video um, that the RNA and USGA did. Um, oh, okay. So I'll 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 post it on my um, Instagram, so I'll, I'll send it to you. Awesome, but, man. A, a lot of people get confused. Um, with that rule and so you know the video is there and, and it helps but just just trying to explain that um it, the, probably the hardest thing to explain is okay you know a provisional ball is a, is a great tool it, it means that if you think yeah. you've lost your ball um in the general area or it's gone out of bounds you can hit a provisional ball you're there at the tee grab a ball tee it up and and just hit it um, now, the only thing is, if the local rule is in play and you hit a provisional ball, that local mm-hmm. rule can't, can't now apply to your original ball. No, because you hit the provisional and you found your original ball. S- spot on. So if you, mm-hmm. so if you, lost, if you lost your original, yeah. your, your provisional is now in play. And if you lose the provisional, you can now enact the local rule for the provisional. And then you'd you be, what, what, once you hit your... Your next shot, you'll be playing five, if I'm right, because that's one out of bounds, and you drop one, three for provisional, then you'll take a two-stroke penalty on that, so then you'd be playing five, if, if I'm you'd right. Be, that's right. You'd be, you'd be yeah. lying five, and you'd be yeah. hitting your sixth. That's it, yeah. Spot on. So it's just it's just trying to, you know, a little, that's a little bit confusing, that one, but uh, there's the video on the that the RNA did is, is awesome, so... It, it really expi- explains it really well. Now, I sent you a video of myself over Christmas when I had that plugged lie. Yeah. Um, now, I was, I because it was the ball was in the rough, I was undecided in whether I thought I could pick it up and place it, um, like, behind, like, I could place my ball behind where the ball had gone in. Uh, and one of the right. guys I said was adamant, no, players that lies it's in the rough can't do nothing and I was like well I think the new rules say you can do something with it right? just to save arguments I was just like oh whatever I'll just play it I don't mind um, 
But that was a yeah, really so, that was an interesting rule with the new rules. Do you want to explain that so people know that have seen our video on Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. So um with an embedded ball, mm-hmm. uh, you can always take uh get free relief for an embedded ball in the general area. Now the general area is rough or fairway. Okay. Uh and the the relief area is the spot directly behind the ball, no, mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the hole, basically, is behind, yep. is behind. And then you get a club length within that. So if you if your ball's plugged in the in the rough, you get free relief. Now the only time you wouldn't get free relief is if it's plugged in sand. Yeah. In the rough. If it's plugged in sand in the fairway, uh, you do get relief. See, these are the these are the complicated parts of right. the rules. Is these added on bits, but basically, <laughs> if you're anytime you're in the fairway and it's plugged, you get free relief. Anytime it's in the rough and not in sand and it's plugged, you can get that free relief. Well, I think a lot of people in the UK listen to this will be very happy to hear that because we've had a hell of a lot of rain just lately. Um, and judging by people's Instagrams. There's a lot of embedded balls, no matter where they hit their ball at the moment, in the fairway, in the green, in the rough, no matter where. Yeah. So yeah. I think you explaining that to people will really help people in the UK out, mate. So, Absolutely. People, <laughs> people ask me, oh, why don't I get free relief on the green? I'm like, well, well it's not free relief, but but you just mark your ball. You pay fix mark. Your, yeah, that's right. And then you put your ball back. So mm. you're not going to have to play from it. We don't call it free relief, but it, it just means you don't have to play from it. But, you know, that's a that's one of those sort of questions where it's like, well, that's that's a stupid question. But then again, mm. it's not that stupid because mm. that's common. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a beginner golfer, you're like, oh, do I have to play from here? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can understand that. Very valid, very valid. Um, so you said, like, obviously last year we had some rule changes. Uh, what do you think of last year's rule changes? Do you think they're a help or do you think they're a hindrance? I definitely think they were a help. Um, okay. You know, there's, there's a couple there that um, maybe didn't go far enough or uh, they maybe went too far. Uh, but that's all opinion based. I think for me, the easiest way for those to look at those kind of rule changes, and this is sort of the um, the soft way, the sit on the fence kind of way, is whatever they come up with, I'll I'll accept as the rules. It's yep. it's a lot it's a lot easier to do that. Whatever they decide, you know. And there was con- <coughs> there was consultation with a lot of people around the world on this, but whatever they come up with. Uh, I'm happy with. Um, it's a lot easier to to go that way and just accept um, what it is. And we, you know, we can always have our opinions, but let's just get on with it. And golf is there's more to golf than um, you know. It, just the rules that that that's the boundaries, that's the the limits that you have to sit within. But you know, golf is all about trying to hit a shot when you have to hit that shot, and that's yeah. that's what I like about golf the most. Yeah, man. Um, I actually thought the rules were pretty good, like especially leaving the flags again. Uh, for amateur golf, 
I know pro golf it probably doesn't save that much time, but for amateur golf it does. Um, for our standard, when just having a knockback, just leaving the flag in is a hell of a lot helpful for us. Um, uh, I I actually totally agree with you. I I love that. That's one of my favourite rules. Yeah. Um, I'm not, yeah. I I don't think it is. There's no advantage. If anything, if you're it can hinder you if you're hitting the ball too hard toward it, it hits the flag, it's going to ricochet and go off elsewhere to a different direction. Um, but I, for the speed of play for amateurs, I think it's a massive help. Um, yeah, as I'm I on, agree. As I'm on the, what is your feelings about slow play? Uh, slow play is, I mean, I'm a fast player, so I hate slow play. I just don't mm-hmm. understand why people take so long over the ball, but it's it's actually not when it's not over the ball that people are slow. It's it's uh, getting to the tee and who's on the tee first. You know, people can piss around having a chat for forty seconds um, and no one's teed it up. And it's like, well, mm. that's you know, that's that's a lost of time. You know, you do that for eighteen holes, and you've lost fifteen minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or twelve minutes. And it's like, yeah, okay, so that's twelve minutes there. And then you do it on the green. There's another twelve minutes. Suddenly, twenty four minutes. Yeah, that's half an hour. Yeah, it's just it's just not necessary. If someone stands over their ball and is looking at their ball trying to hit it for 40 or 50 seconds, um, yeah, it doesn't help. But it, it's it's not that big a deal, whereas it's just not being ready to play is the biggest killer. It, mm. You know, people just getting to their ball, being ready, lining up while someone else is playing, putting your glove on, um, getting selecting the right club, um, you know, it's that's the biggest, the biggest killer, the, the biggest reason for slow play is just people not being ready to play. It's not actually people taking too long over the ball. It's people getting to the ball and then mm. taking too long to get to the ball and get ready. <coughs> See now, I love ready golf. Like lot, me and my mates just play ready golf. Like say, if you're ready to hit the ball, just hit it. Don't worry about what we're doing. Just, just hit Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, whether. And we don't worry about honours on the tee box. Well, some people do, which is fair enough. But like, I'm more like, I've, in the last couple of years, I've been like, well, if you're ready to hit the ball, just hit it. Don't worry about it. You just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, anything I, just to speed that up, you know? I agree with that. I, I think the pros should be playing a bit more ready golf. Now, they're, they're an interesting beast because, you know, they're playing for their livelihood and they'll say that they deserve all you know, as much time as they need. But, you know, they need to adapt. They need to learn to adapt because the game is built on them entertaining us. And if they're yeah. not, if their entertainment is becoming boring, then they'll lose their job. Mm. You know, people won't back them, won't put money into them. Um, so it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a two-way street for them. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it should, they should just speed up. They, they should, but like when they're playing for, I can see, like I can see both sides of the coin. Like yeah, you know everybody. Oh, we used the Solheim Cup, for example, where they had a six-hour round. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a six-hour round as an amateur. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even on a bad day, like maybe four and a half, five hours. Yeah, but. Six hours for a round of golf? Fuck that. Like, um, yeah, 
Brooks Kepka said it baddest when he was like, you know, I don't want to be out there for six hours. Well, I've got other things to do. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, basically, so, uh, I get a bit annoyed by slow play and um, I get a bit annoyed when I'm just waiting on the tee box for other people to, to go. Well, I'm standing on there and like, they're out of rate. They're just, you don't know what they're doing or like, but then... No. Uh, that that's the frustrating thing for me. I always get I feel a bit embarrassed. Like if I'm in that group and I'm with someone who's just keep faffing about, or um, like we've got someone who leaves their trolley in their bag the opposite size of the green to where the next tee box is. So when he's finished, he has to walk all the way back to his bag, put his bag, and then walk all the way back round that way. It's just like where everybody else's bags are on that side of the green, right next to the tee box, ready to go to the next tee box. And there's, there's little things like that. You don't realise how much time that takes. Just, yeah, just how long has he been playing golf? It's just little things like that, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's got into golf within the last sort of 10 years, I think. But you, yeah. you think you'd have picked up We're, on that by now, that everybody oh, else's bags are over that side. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry I keep coughing, man. I've got this cold and I can't shift it. It's driving me mad. That's all right, mate. It's cold in England. That's bullshit. That's what it is, mate. <laughs> um, so, what is the funniest video you have received on your Instagram page? One well, that you can watch time and time again and you can just laugh at it. The one that I love the most, the absolute one that I love the most is, and it, it's really funny because it happened again last year to a different player, but uh, Michael Campbell, uh, one of New Zealand's greatest golfers. Yeah, it's major uh, winner. Major winner. Uh, was playing in a tournament. It looked like it was in uh, in Asia, but it was on the Europe. It was co-sanctioned with the European Tour, mm-hmm. and he was leading the tournament. Uh, and he came to one hole, and he was he was uh, he teed his ball up, and he was going to hit a three wood or something. And he just swung, and then he sort of. It was sort of like a short swing, and then he extended his arms through the swing. This is just warming up, having a practice swing, and he tops the ball. Right. And it just goes about 15 metres, or or not even. It might have been about seven metres off the tee. And he had no intention of hitting the ball. It was just warming up. And so then he's like, oh, uh," you know, and they're sort of looking around and goes, oh, that doesn't count as a shot, does it? And he goes, uh. And so then they were like, they were, he was, it was, yeah, he got it right. He was sure. But then he was like, oh, oh, and then he sort of was unsure. So they called in John Paramore, who's um, one of the um, legends of refereeing or rules of golf. And John comes in and, you know, John was laughing. You could hear John laughing on the camera. <laughs> he was trying not to, he was like, he couldn't just, he couldn't have believe what he just saw and so uh, Michael just went and picked up his ball and then he brought it back and and uh, you know this is a pro golfer and he's just not even realized where his swing the bottom of his arc was and he's hit the ball so that was that was pretty funny and then Zach Johnson did it last year yeah the Masters at the Masters on the 13th tee did the same yeah. thing and, I remember because he, oh, he, he, he was with Poulter in that group and in the right. background you can see Poulter just laughing at him that's right <laughs> I remember that, yeah. That's that was yeah, so those two would probably be um they'd be up there. You know, then then the um uh Jason uh yeah, Jason Duffner. 
when he was putting and his his putter slipped and hit the ball. I've seen that one. Yeah, that was oh, that would have been. It was in. They were playing of like a four ball or something. It was him and DJ, right? And a, it was like a four ball event, and is uh, he was just lining up for his. Beside it, and then his, this is before accidental movement was no penalty, and right. so he's just sort of moved the, just gone to sort of oh, move the club behind the ball, and he's just slipped and hit the ball. It's very, it's very funny. Like, like I like the tour ones because these guys are professionals, and then you know when they do stupid stuff like that, it's hilarious. <laughs> like Michael Clayton having a putt and throwing his putter up in the air, and then. It, Hits the ball and that's a classic one, though, isn't it? That one. Yeah, I'm going to post that one tomorrow. I haven't posted that one for a while, so that's a good. So, one. I mean, it's, there'd be no penalty this year. No. But like, like when it happened, tw- uh, 25 years ago, it was a one-stroke penalty. But uh, if that ever happened in, on the tour this year, no penalty because mm-hmm. it was accidental. How? Uh, <laughs> How long has it taken you to grasp all of the rules of golf, honestly? Well, I mean, my knowledge is probably 99%, so I'm still learning. But, uh, mm. you know, working in the, working in the job certainly um, has helped me out a lot. Uh, so, and then starting doing tournaments. It, yeah, I mean, I, I did my... Um, sort of level two is what they call it, the RNA level two, back yeah. in 2011, and then I started working in golf and into 2012. And I thought I sort of had a good grasp in around 2015. Mm-hmm. It's about three years, um, but wow. you know I just keep I keep learning. And then we got the new rules last year, so you're relearning, and and it's it's. I really enjoyed the new rules. So, um, yeah, it, t- it probably take, took me about three years initially. You know, there's, there's things that come up now that I still, you know, I've still got to look at the book for and try and work it out because I'm like, oh. Like I had one the other day where a guy's hit his, um, he, you know, he's hit an original ball, then he's hit a provisional, then he's thought that his provisional no sorry he thought no he didn't hit a provisional he hit the original ball and then he thought the original ball went in a penalty area but he wasn't sure he wasn't certain so but he so he takes a drop anyway okay hits that hits that ball well no he might have picked it up he might have picked he might have picked it up this is in i'm getting even confused but might have picked up and he saw it because he (laughs) He picked it up because he saw his original ball. But when he dropped his ball, that should have been the ball that was in play. Uh, unless, right. unless unless, he wasn't allowed to proceed under that rule, which he probably wasn't because he didn't have virtual certainty. So that's confusing. Yeah. And so then he's, gone, then he's gone and played the original, and then someone's told him that he did it wrong and he was supposed to play the drop ball. And so... He, they took him back and he played it and, you know, he had to work out how many shots he'd had and when he'd done it all right and, oh, my God. So, you know, you, you're, still think, you're still thinking like, oh, what's the procedure? Is it a wrong ball, wrong place? Um, has he had a provisional? Did he have mutual certainty? Yada, yada, yada. So 
when so when you get a, a video in, um, if us how how long on average does it take you to work out the rules for in that video? Uh most about thirty seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually you you saw that video with that guy. <coughs> you saw yeah. that video with the guy in the bunker. Mm-hmm. He's he's like a famous guy in the UK or something, isn't he? Um, I'm not sure if he's he t- top of my head. Is he a TV star or something? Yeah, he is. Greg or something? Oh, Greg James. He's a radio presenter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I, I have no idea who he is. Oh, you? Um, well, yeah, you wouldn't know. You're in Australia. <laughs> that's, that's right. But he, um, it took me, probably took me about five minutes at least to count all the shots there oh, and work okay. out all the peonings. Yeah. I had to, I had to, I had to like, you know, keep the video, and then I got on X an Excel spreadsheet, and I typed out how many like all the shots and where the penalties were. <laughs> so that one, like counting the shots, is one of the best ones I post. I reckon how many yeah. strokes? Yeah, people love those ones. But uh, yeah, because you know it's always in a bunker or something like that. It's always <laughs> funny. I love that. That's so funny when you see someone hacking out of a bunker, then you've got at the bottom how many shots you've put down. That was yeah. Really off. You should um, you should do get one of your mates to do one of those. I will actually. Um, next time, yeah, when I play with Tim, I'll get him to hack shit loads out of a bunker on purpose, <laughs> and I'll get him. I'll get him to do that for you, mate. No worries. Um. So we're getting back to the hour mark. So I'm probably gonna try and like sort of wrap it up now, mate. Yeah, man, um, this has been good combo. Yeah, man, I've enjoyed it. It's been really fun. Um, um I love it how you actually a prop you've been a proper referee on the Euro- European tour. I think it's amazing. Um Yeah, I probably and every everybody needs to know the rules as well. That's the thing. So um I love that man, that's awesome. If you if you hit your ball from the tee onto the fairway and then onto the green, uh and you do that on every hole, so you're basically the best golfer in the world. You still you still need to know about twelve rules in the book. Yeah. So yeah. So even if, there's twenty four rules in the book. If you are the straightest golfer and you par every hole, you still need to know about twelve rules. You still need to know teeing area. You still need to know loose impediments. You still need to know about a green. You still need to know about uh, right ball, wrong ball, um, you know, searching for a ball, even, you know, some sometimes you can search for a ball in a fairway sort of thing. So you still need to know about 12 rules. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really interesting way to put it, actually. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm, I've, I've learned, like I said at the start, I've learned so many things from your Instagram, that like a lot of rules that I didn't know. And I've actually had to um, save them. And like I say, I've had to show people, like, this is actually what you can do. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, like, but the thing is, though, like, if you simplify it, because um, RA have simplified their rule book now as well, haven't they? Yeah. Um, because yeah. I have that, um, they have the app on the iPhone, which I have for simplified Good. rules yeah. because, because of that with people when we're out and about, because they don't know. Yeah. Some people don't know. I don't know still, like, you know. So you have to, and then if I'm unsure, I'll always 
you're the first my first reference point is to go see if anyone's done it what i've done because like i find it That's quite cool. entertaining watching other people's videos as well <laughs> so i've got what are you gonna say mate well the interesting thing is you know how you said uh you know how long does it sort of take you to get a grasp of the rules like how did how did anyone learn the rules and the most most people learn the rules by actually being involved in that situation. Like yeah. some of the guys on the tour, they'll only know the most ridiculous rule situations. They won't yeah. know a basic, they won't know a basic rule, just mm -hmm. taking a drop from a path. Mm -hmm. uh, but they'll know if, if you hit one here and it goes into a ball mark and then, you know, you get free relief if it's your ball mark, but you don't get free relief if it's someone else's ball. You know, they they won't they'll know these ridiculous situations because that's the ones that they sort of get themselves into, and then they they learn that way. And so it's the same for every, every golfer. They they yeah. know the rules. They learn the rules by their friends, um, by what they read, uh, by just being in those situations. If you've never had a ball up a tree, you probably never know about what to do if a ball goes up a tree. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, yeah. Like once you got yourself in that predicament and you know the rule, you're never going to forget that rule, are you? That's because right. Because you've got Spot yourself on. into it, so you're never gonna you're never gonna forget that one. But then I suppose the more like uh, yeah, like the obscure ones. If you've did, like you said, like a tree, use a tree one for example, right? What yep. is the rule? And if you've been up in a tree, yeah. So if you go up a tree, you can either play as it lies. Or you can take your unplayable and take a drop down below. You don't have to mm -hmm. drop within two club links of the branch or anything like that. You can drop down below mm -hmm. or back on a line or go back to your last place played. Imagine if you like grew up playing a links course and there was no trees. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden you go somewhere with trees and you're like, shit, man, my ball's up in the tree. What do I do? Exactly. Spot on. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. That's awesome, Blakey. I, like I said, I, I think a lot of people listening to this will definitely check your Instagram out and be like, go back and look at all of the, the rules that you've covered, especially some of the more obscure ones. And probably a lot of people might be able to relate to them as well. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It's all good. So, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, Blakey, but we have two sort of staple questions in our podcast. Um, yeah. And, one of the staple questions is, well, firstly, what sort of music are you into, man? Uh, probably like my old sort of rock and roll, um, old pop sort of 70s, 80s kind of music, sort of old head. Yeah, cool. So the the first song is, um, what song gets you hyped for golf? <laughs> what so song gets you hyped for golf? Oh, um, White Snake, Here I Go Again. Oh, very cool. Very good song as well. I've got memories <laughs> behind that one. That was, uh, that was one that we, as a junior team, we sort of, um, I sort of got introduced to that song when we were on the team bus. So, um, yeah, I try and pump that when we, because uh, a friend of mine, Joey, and I, um, we, I got him to join Berigara as well, and it's about an hour and a half uh, road trip down to the golf course. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we're playing 
we're playing music and we're talking absolute crap the whole way down there. And, uh, you know, that's definitely one song that, that we play on the way down. Nice and, boy. you know, the funny thing is we're so, we're so like, you know, loving life and, oh, this is so good. We're going to, you know, enjoy the day. And then we come on the way back. We're like, oh, my God, how bad did we play? <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> I've laughed a lot there. That just made me cough pretty bad. That's quite yeah. We, that's awesome, mate. We we dissect their games and go, oh my god, I can't believe you missed that three footer on the second or something like. You know, it's really funny. Every golfer does that on the way home, though. Like you get proper hyped listening to music when you're going up there, um, and then like on the way home, you're just dissecting your round Spot shot on. by shot. Spot on. Like, oh. This is a shit thing. I miss that fucking chip <laughs> or stuff that or a slice so of dry you, every time, man. It's so funny because if we both have a good game, which is hardly ever, you know, the, the, the way back, an hour and a half on the way back, it's like, oh, it's the greatest road trip and you never want it to land. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if one's had a good game and the other one's had a shit game, then the one that's had a good game is trying to prop up the other one going, yeah, it's all right, mate. You'll be good. You'll be, you'll be back next week. You'll be fine. And then if we both have shit games, we almost want to stop on the way and jump off the, uh, the, the bridge that we drive over, which has about a 50-meter drop. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, things aren't that bad, are they? Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, we said it. We... We have our golf on. We live our golf on our sleeves, sort of thing. You know, it's 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 a really. I don't play as much anymore, but I'm still obsessed with the game. I think it's it's an incredible thing, and it's really taught me a lot of good, really good life lessons as well. So it's pretty cool. Awesome, man. So, White Snake, here we go again. Right, I'll remember because we've got a Spotify playlist. So that'll oh, be on nice. the playlist, mate. Oh, I'll definitely um, checking that out. So the other one is, mate. Uh, we've all got garages and sheds and if you're a golfer you are obsessed with buying new gear <laughs> and whatever right so what is the shittest club that you own in your garage or shed oh wow um, that's a tough oh, one as well well I'd see I sort of I was sort of getting a little bit despondent with my golf about four years ago so I decided to try left-handed <laughs> so, <laughs> you've got a left-handed set of clubs have you so i've got a left-handed set of clubs and they i think they have they've got graphite shafts which is probably good i can't even remember i actually can't remember what um brand they are but there's a little there's a little like seven wood in there this little graphite shafted seven wood that's got a head smaller than my phone and i um, mean that would have that would have to be up there with the shittest club that that I have. A left hand, a left hand, a seven. A left hand, I don't even know what brand it is. But the the great thing is that I broke a hundred playing left handed, so I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> Every club has a silver lining. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's so right. That was, uh, you know, I've got I've. You know, I'm not even. I reckon I got more golf clubs after I sort of stopped. I used to play all the time, and now I don't play that much. And I reckon I got more golf clubs after I sort of slowed down my golf playing than than uh, than than I did before when I was playing five six times a week. Oh man, that's uh, I love that. That is the shittest club that we've had on so far, mate. 
That is, <laughs> that is the worst one by far, and that is Colly. We haven't started the, the question up very long. That is, oh, man. That is I'll find, really tickling me. I'll, I'll, I'll send a photo to you. Yes, because we'll put that on the Instagram, man. Definitely. Um, oh, that is, when Rob listens back to this, he is going to piss himself here on that. He's going <laughs> to love that. Um, so, Blakey, if people would like to find you on Instagram, mate, where can they do that? Yeah, so at golf rules underscore questions. Uh, it's on Facebook too, just golf rules questions. And yeah. I think I, I post some videos on YouTube, but they're all the same stuff. Um, okay. Instagram's the best place to go. And, you know, you've probably seen this as, as well, Warren, is if you ask a question on Instagram, I'm pretty quick with a response. Like, Yeah, I, you are, mate. I, I like to, you know, some would say that I'm addicted um, and I just like to educate people on the rules of golf. So there's no stupid questions. Maybe read the caption for the answer first, but there's no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Go on there and, you know, send me a message or just comment, tag, whatever, and and, uh, I'll try and help you out as best I can. And, And send videos, send videos, send photos. Like I... You know, I post sort of stuff and I repost stuff that I've posted before. You know, just new material is awesome. I'll come up with something if, if it's got some kind of rule uh, into it. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. This is, this is good. good man. No so, worries. This has been good, man. Awesome. It's just just one lot. So, what have you got planned for the rest of the year? Uh, rest of the year, well, I'm going to try and uh, get myself um, – a few more gigs on the US PGA tour, um, try and do some American stuff. So done some European stuff, try and do some American stuff, but basically, um, just with work, I mean, February is a big, big month for us. We've got the Vic open coming up. That's the tournament where it's co-sanctioned with Europe and the LPGA. So we have uh, women and men playing, um, alongside each other for different championships. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, like a hot, it's a full field for men and women, 144, and there's two courses down at um, Barwon Heads and near Melbourne. Uh, then we've got the the Women's Open in Adelaide, uh, the Australian Women's Open. Then we've got the Queensland Open um, up in the Sunshine Coast, and then uh, hopefully I'll get a gig at the New Zealand Open. So that'll be all my refereeing for for the rest of summer, uh, and then over winter. We sort of just run rules workshops and uh, run level two RNA rules seminars so people can learn the rules of golf if they wish. Uh, and then it'll be come round to our summer again. So, nice. you know, um, I sort of fly around a fair bit, which I enjoy doing. So uh, I'm not sure I'll get to Europe this year, but. Uh, well, if you, ever, if, if you ever do get to, to the UK again, mate, if you ever sort of London way, um, drop us a message and we'll meet you for a point somewhere because that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I should have got in touch and um, tried to catch up when Wentworth was on. So yeah, but, uh, if I, that's an awesome tournament. I love the BMW PGA Championship. That is amazing. Um, so yeah. if if I get an invite back to that, I'll definitely be saying yes. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Well, um, it's been a pleasure having you, Blakey. Um, it's been awesome. We, this is yeah, man. Combo. We'll catch you soon, bud. Yeah, absolutely. We can uh, even do a repeat. Got more, more stuff to, more stuff to crap on a bit.
Yeah, nice one. Cheers, bud. Awesome. Right. Best luck with the rest of your golf. So that was Blakey, a.k.a. Golf Rules Questions on Instagram. And um, I'm I'm a little bit pissed off that I didn't get to uh, be part of that conversation because that was that was good fun and um, it was a good listen, actually. I'm, for once, I'm, I'm a listener of this podcast instead of being on it. And uh, oh, I'd love to chat to that guy. Maybe we can get him on again. After we finished recording, uh, Blakey was uh, good enough to let Warren know that if any of our listeners have a, uh, a question, uh, to send it into us, and then he will he will answer it for us on our podcast. Um, so you can either just send us in, you know, in a message, and he'll um, record his, record his answer, and we can play it back on the podcast. Or if you want to uh, send us an, an audio clip or a video of of your question. Um, the easiest way to do that, actually, is if you're listening on a podcast app called Anchor, um, you can actually record a message for us from within the app, uh, and it's very easy then for us to just play it back within the episode. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to try that, please get in touch, and it'd be nice to get um, you know Blakey involved more with some of those more difficult questions, because uh, you know it was really good having him on today. It might be one of the best chats we've ever had on this podcast. But if you enjoyed that, you really should go back and check out some of the stuff in our back catalogue because we've got some great stuff on there. Uh, last week we had the cack-handed golfer uh, who's a, um Irish golfer with a very weird grip. He does it sort of backwards. Um, so that was really interesting. The week before that we had bandit golfer Powell um, who probably make the best golf hats I've ever seen. And also in recent times, we've chatted to the likes of um, Danielle Ferry about sort of teenage golf and how she got into it. Uh, we've chatted to Josh Antman from the Sky Sports Golf podcast, um, looking at sort of how he goes about things on a slightly more professional level. Uh, we've had the average golf guy who um, thinks he's the most average golfer in the world. Um, how about Patrick Koenig for... Um, Golf photography. If you're interested in photography of golf courses, that is an awesome podcast to listen to. I've mentioned a lot there. Um, we don't have any favourites. Every podcast we've done and every guest we've had on, we've we've loved. So, um, so yeah, um, please please listen to our back catalogue and um, let us know if you'd like to come on and be a guest on the podcast, or perhaps you 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 know someone who you think would be a good guest, or perhaps there's a subject that you want us to tackle. Um, if you want to get in touch, there's there's two ways to do it. Um, there's the old-fashioned way, the email way, and the address there is um, averagegolfsociety at gmail.com. And our main sort of social media thing, well, our only social media thing is Instagram. Our, our handle on there is theaveragegolf. You can check out lots of videos on there of um, us on various courses, us pissing about, us showing you our clubs in our garage, uh, us showing you you know stuff we've received in the post, you, you know the, the unboxing and things, the excitement on our little faces there. Um, so yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram if you don't already, and uh, get in touch with us. We'd we'd love to hear from you. If you've liked today's podcast or any of our other podcasts, please also rate them on um, whatever podcast provider you have. Um, You'd be surprised how um, important those ratings are to us, and how it increases our, our ranking in the um, in the like Apple Podcast rankings and things like that. So we would very much appreciate that. So this weekend, I am playing with Warren in a society match. Uh, we are going to Ufford Park, uh, just near Woodbridge in Suffolk, and I think there's only two points between me and Warren in the current league table. 
So it's going to be very interesting to see um, where things stand once uh, Sunday's wrapped up. But I'm sure we'll come back next week and we'll tell you all about it. In the meantime, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Oh!